Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Artworks. It's your pal, Spencer. I hope you're doing just fine. It's getting real hot out here. But guess what? Athens is alive, baby. The last two weeks, I've been able to go to shows. I've been able to see people's entire faces at bars. I mean... The other day, I went to a house show, and there was a bunch of stuff set up, and I eventually started jamming with these people, and we were all jamming on instruments, and then I was on the piano, and I turned around and looked, and there was a room full of people just dancing, and I said, man, look at that. I mean, after a year of not being able to do that, it's like a, like a spectacle, it's like a miracle that that's even happening. But you know, even with all those positives... We still have a lot going on in our heads, especially now that we're almost getting back into our normal routines and the busyness of our lives. And uh, sometimes on my commute, when I'm driving out to go teach lessons, I have about 20 minutes and maybe I'm stuck in my brain about the things that I should be doing or the shows I should be playing or the emails that I should be sending. And every once in a while, I just have to stop and say, Whoa, man! You're alive. Look at those trees. Look at that person in that car. That person's alive. We're alive. We're here. All right. Let's do stuff. And be happy about it. Speaking of that, Kenny Pahina is on the show today. And talk about somebody who wakes up every day with gratitude. He says waking up is a win. Yeah. You believe it when you talk to Kenny Pahina. Because he is just so full of life. He is Jackson, Mississippi's pop sensation. We discuss his singles. We discuss how he was making music while serving in the Air Force. And we discuss a deal that he struck up with Samsung for a commercial. Now you have to pardon me because the audio quality on this is not perfect. I ended up accidentally using my laptop microphone instead of my regular microphone. My bad. I didn't say I was an engineer. Y'all enjoy the episode. Hey. Hey, Kenny. We got it. Awesome. <laughs> How's it going today? Doing pretty good. Just woke up not too long ago. <laughs> yeah. So you were talking about you work until six a.m. Yeah, I'm just been jumping around. It's just being me and my brother. Yeah, I worked from uh, ten to six last night. Oh my god, the graveyard shift. What do you do? Uh, I just, like, uh, check military applicants into the hotel, which is, like, the job. But, like, for the nighttime, it's just, I just sit there until it's time for us to go in the morning, get their breakfast, and bring them over to the military facility. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think somebody said you were a military guy, right? Oh, yeah, that's true. (laughs) What branch did you serve? Um... I uh I was in active duty Air Force for six years and then 
I left active duty to pursue some, you know, music um, and went to the reserve. Yeah, so, like, one weekend out of the month, like, I'll be working. Like, you know, um, like, this weekend, I'm going to Biloxi. Well, actually, in the next few hours, I'm headed to Biloxi to work there just for the weekend for a military. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Uh, do you want to know why I picked you to do an interview? Sure. <laughs> do you th- do you know? Do I know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, maybe because I was just a local artist in the area. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So one thing that I noticed was um, one time our mutual friend Salar. Uh, had a party and I remember you came over I don't think I ever saw a drink or any other substance type in your hand and you just had like a water bottle and I remember you didn't stay too late and I was like this guy is regimented I'm like he's 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 got his eye on something you know and then and after that I had heard about your music which you know, I've listened to your three singles a couple of times, and I've gone like, man, these are airtight. They're catchy as hell, and it makes me think of, um, like, when I was... I, I don't know, there's something really tied in about, like, a sound of, like, the 90s to me. You have this, like, 90s pop sound in there. Is there a specific influence from that era that gravitates towards you? Um, I don't, I wouldn't say that there's like a specific, uh, like artist or anything like that. Um, it's just kind of like, you know, music I grew up on. So, I mean, you know, granted as a default answer, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, music that I grew up on. So like, uh, I would say each single has its own influences, but, um, yeah, like I would say, like I I do, um, try to give like a, and I wouldn't say like a straight up rip off or copy of something. It's more like um, kind of like diving into if you were to hear like a song that was um kind of from an alternate universe <laughs> from that era. Yeah, I do like kind of listen to like certain. I guess like time periods uh, of music and like, I wonder if I could, you know, create a song that would, you know, fit in or whatever, or give someone that feel. So I do aim for having someone feel a certain way when they listen to my music. Like, um, even if it's not even that deep of a song. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the song "Are You Still Are, Are You Still in Love"? I, I swear, it's like I, I think of like living in in the home that I grew up in when I was like eight years old, on you know, and watching seeing a music video in in like the late nineties on the screen on a Saturday night or something. There's just something about it's the sounds that you choose, or whatever the case, but. Um, Will you tell me a little bit about that song? Like, where did you go make it? Uh, and so on. 
Okay, so um, just like the story of Are You Still In Love? Uh, well, I mean, I only debuted just uh, this past summer, 2019. But, you know, that, that single was planned for a long time. It was just like it wasn't the right time when I first started on it. Uh, the track started in 2016. And, you know, um, I started working on it in 2018, uh, 2016. I showed, some, uh, showed a friend in Philly. And, you know, he added in a bass line and everything like that. And I was like, this could really be a thing. Like, this could be my first single as an artist or whatever. The um, Yeah, and the main reason why, it was just uh, when I was, like, five years old, like, uh, I kind of wanted to do this whole thing, actually. I was I, I was really into NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears, <laughs> stuff like that. The Pretty much the teen pop explosion in the late 90s early 2000s we're watching on like you know would see like um even like the videos on trl in the early 2000s and i'm like oh my god if i was to release a song it would sound like this and you know that's kind of how it was it was just pretty much this is the debut song i felt like i couldn't backtrack for it to be like a second single or a third single because i feel like this song is pretty much starting from childhood. That's what this first single is. It's kind of like um, what I envisioned my music would sound like when I was five years old as my first song. So this is like the baby. This is like the baby of, you know, this is kind of like the birth. <laughs> Even though that sounds kind of cliche, this is kind of like the birth song, you know. No, not not at all cliche. I think that's really cool. So you left active duty in the Air Force around that time, around 2016? Uh, no, um, I was kind of like um, in the middle of my career, actually. So my contract didn't end until 2019. Um, I already had started on the music video in 2016. Um, going into 2017, filmed some shots with friends. 2018, I didn't really work on it at all because, I mean, it was just kind of like an on-and-off type of project. But um, 2019 is when, May 2019 is when my contract ended and uh, I moved back home and I was just kind of like thirsty more than ever to release my first single, but I was really nervous because I didn't really know anybody. And I was, and I was definitely doing my research in the Jackson area music scene, the different music scenes in the area. And I'm like, I have no idea where I would fit in because I'm not really sure if anyone would be into it. And I had a couple of people around here who were down to help me, you know, being a uh, with a music video and stuff like that. I re-recorded the song and I was like, here we go. <laughs> it's the, like the first uh, track that I'm releasing is some nostalgic bubblegum pop song hopefully people like it and it went pretty well um people ask me well, who's this song about what is this you know this song 
you know, heartbreak or whatever you want somebody to fall back. But pretty much it was literally satire of like a Britney Spears song or like an NSYNC song. It was it was written for the nostalgia of it. Wow. So you've moved on from that. So if that's the birth song, then what is working all summer? I've been working all summer, baby, working all summer, baby, working all summer. Working all summer, um, I was in Abu Dhabi, kind of like a desert type of area on a deployment for six months, and it was in, I can't really remember when it started, but it was, it started right before summer, and um, it's hot all, all year round, but when it comes to summer months, I'm talking about 100 degrees at night and day so it's you know it can get quite you know um taxing and i was pretty much literally working the whole time on a flight line everything like that i'm just on instagram and stuff just seeing um my old peers just having you know a good you know just having a good time during the summer and i was just so sad because it was like you know this is kind of what I want to do. And I felt like I was just spending, like, you know, my early 20s doing the same stuff, like, every year, uh, going out, working, you know. And, like, I couldn't leave and go anywhere. I couldn't really record music like I would want to. But um, I had a roommate who encouraged me to, you know, he even gave me one of his pianos and um, one of his MIDI keyboards. I would hook it up to my laptop, and I started working on that song. And you know, that was that song was something that you know actually something I was going through. Wow! So you were in the desert, a hundred degrees during the night, with your laptop and a MIDI keyboard. Yeah, um, I would actually like go back to it was a metal dorm, pretty much. It was like a uh, mobile type of dorm. Where it's like, have you ever been in, like, a, a portable classroom? Yeah. Yeah, where, like, it's pretty much, like, made out of metal sheet and, like, you know. But it's pretty much, like, that into a dorm room and you just make it smaller. <laughs> and, like, I would just go, I will pretty much, like, go and just, like, if I was, I was so into wanting to pursue music. Like, sometimes I would just, like, cry because I'd be like, this is what I really want to do and I'm just stuck here. <laughs> Man, I mean, I can't imagine how taxing that must have felt in the moment. Well, that'll sure teach me not to uh, not to take the the little setup I have at home for granted, and you know, and and the time to be able to do that for granted. Um, so working all summer, that was. Did you say that that was twenty nineteen or that was twenty eighteen summer? Um, this was, uh, 2017, the summer of 2017. Okay. Uh, I think that was the last time I was deployed to work anywhere. Um, I mean, I had a, I mean, working there was fine. I wasn't really complaining about the, you know, working hard is out there. It's, you know, it's kind of like not too much of an issue. It was just mainly not being able to do what I want to really do. That was the issue. <laughs> but yeah, that was summer 2017. Okay, so working all summer, which is 
it's a it's a great track. I mean, all of these tracks are really great. Um, well, thank you. And yeah, and and so, did you uh, get a, a group of people together to do? I mean, because it's so lush. There's so much bass and and background vocals. And I mean, did did you have a, a friend team up with you and, and sort of help you produce it, or you self produced? Oh yeah, like um, I mainly did the production in 2017. Um, cause I couldn't really record vocals out there, but you know, I showed my friend, I was like, this has got to be one of my songs or whatever, but I never really, uh, thought of it as like, you know, uh, just like a immediate single afterwards. But, um, when I came back, it was, uh, 2017 around 2018, I was working on different other songs. And then I came back to it, showed my friends, you know, a little demo. They were like, you know what, this, this was kind of cool. And it wasn't until like I, we started uh, building back on, but yeah, I had my friend um, Brittany Johnson, and I had a, another friend Simone Wilson, um, and they're they're amazing singers. Like uh, my friends in North Dakota, that's where I was living. Oh. And um. Yeah, and they uh they helped me with the background vocals and stuff. I just pretty much, you know, kind of uh, laid out and. Um, my friend Simone, she also helped me on Are You Still In Love with some background vocals. So there's female background vocals in the background, too, um, for working all summer in Are You Still In Love. But, uh, yeah, like, I just uh, pretty much kind of like a choir director showed um, which parts to sing. Because, I mean, I felt like I, I would just confuse them if I was just kind of like, you know, singing. So they would just sing along to each harmony, uh, sing along to another harmony, and then sing along to another harmony, and then it would just all come together. So it's almost like I had like, uh, you know, I think three parts on each harmony or yeah. whatever, like three vocals for each harmony, and then they did like three vocals on each harmony. So it's like, it's a lot of vo- I, it's a lot of vocals on <laughs> on the track, especially the intro. There has to be like, you know, I pretty much built a choir on the song, and um, and then I also had. Uh, another friend uh gonzalez and he did gonzalez and my friend Brittany. they did um like a vocal skit in the middle of the song yeah wait are you are you from north dakota i'm from jackson mississippi um, you, you are originally from jackson okay yeah a lot of people ask that because i guess they seem like i'm not <laughs> or i just kind of appeared here which is kind of true i feel really mm-hmm. brand new to jackson but Okay, so was was it the military that uh, took you to living in North Dakota? Oh yeah, um, that's that's why I was living there the whole time. Um, I didn't really move to other different spots, so I just kind of like stayed in the same location, which sounds kind of lame. But I deployed quite a bit, so I got you know a change of scenery quite often. Yeah, that it was North Dakota was where you were. Um, where you kind of set up camp, but you went to uh, Abu Dhabi. Oh, yeah, it kind of took me a while because I was not, starting 2013 uh, when I came in, I wasn't that much of a good singer. I was uh, producing a lot and just making all these, you know, I would say 2013, 2014, 2015. I definitely wasn't ready, even 2016. I was just constantly, like, working on my craft a bit. So it's, um, I know a lot of people expect it from like 2019, this kid has like some type of team or whatever, which I just have like a couple friends or whatever, but it's mainly me on the production 
And um, if I have any friends that are like vocalists, um, if they want to hop on it, because uh, I, I think like a common thing through my songs, like I do um, quite much of like a chorus for the choruses, and you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I do like a lot of big vocals. Like uh, I think a lot of the inspiration is uh, Queen. I, I really like Queen. Yeah. Stuff like that. I just really like their big um, vocals on like tracks. They're like in the 80s where um, like like Starship, that really corny song. We built this city. I like those big vocals like on the intros. That's where I kind of like um, started from that point. But yeah, it was freezing cold in North Dakota. <laughs> it was like negative... 30 when we were recording working all summer which is kind of funny oh my gosh but uh that that is a really hilarious juxtaposition of you working on the actual track <laughs> in 100 degree weather there was a blizzard going on outside <laughs> and then you go yeah. back to recording the vocals and you're in negative degree weather oh my gosh <laughs> yeah. wow that that's so amazing and I'm, I'm really glad to hear the the inside story in that so working all summer was in in 2018 and then uh you did my friends are trying to kill me um just recently that was this year yeah so um i, I released working all summer um because uh july i would say are you still in love and like the next thing well my friends were saying were just telling me like i mean you might as well at least working all summer. It's summertime. And I was like, it's the end of summer. And they were like, well, it would make sense because, you I mean, you work through the whole summer. I feel like people will relate to it as going into a fall type of track. Joe's like, you know, because I was like, well, I guess that makes sense. Like, you know, it would be like an after the fact type of thing. But, you know, I just, you know, it, it, it pretty much released it at the last minute of the summertime, which is, September 2019. That was the second single. And I guess those are two contrasting types of singles because it, 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 they both have nostalgic themes, but they are quite different. And yeah, the next single, September, October, slash November, I would say slash November, was my friends are trying to say. which is the, you know, the beginning, like the youth and everything like that. You got working all summer, which is like, you know, the adult reality. And I would say my friends are trying to kill me is kind of like, kind of like me coming back home to hang. uh, And and I I guess, I guess I would say like North Dakota. Um, In North Dakota, like the main thing to do there is like, going to bars and drinking besides like outdoorsy type of stuff. And, um, and mainly, you know, have, uh, 75% of the time it's frozen there. So mainly people are going to the bars. So my friends are trying to kill me is definitely a party track about that. It was, um, 
it was shortly before I left the military. It was uh, St. Patty's Day. And um, we were bar hopping, and it was like the afternoon. And, um, you know, it started off pretty fun. You know, it was all these people, uh, a bunch of coworkers, and, um, well, just a few of us. But, like, you know, it was just like turning into shot after shot. I was just like, <laughs> turn around and then there would be like you know some kind of drink in front of me and i'm like who's this for and they're like it's for you bro and i'm like oh my god people are to kill me and that's what i was saying in my head i was like oh my god they're going to kill me this is gonna be and then um a lot of people know i'm not really a big drinker or whatever like i'm you know it's usually i get threatened most of the time like uh can you either going to be drinking with us, or you're going to be like the DD. <laughs> and I hate being like the babysitter of the group. It sucks like having you know drunk adults to you know babysit. It's annoying. So I'd rather get drunk with everybody and then or pretend to be <laughs> and then Uber on out. But yeah, that's what the song was written about. Um, I usually have a color for each single. There's um there's blue for the first one. Um. Uh, red for the second one and uh, green for this uh, third one. So there's like a uh, primary color, not necessarily like literally a primary color, but like a a color for each single. Um, and I guess the green would be because it was St. Patty's Day, but it's not really like a thing that people would know. But um, I wrote it during the summertime. Um, obviously, the experience was from uh St. Patty's Day, but I wrote it during the summertime. I sent it to my uh friend Monica and she was like, Is everything okay? <laughs> and I'm like, Yes. I mean it's just like a funny song that, you know, that I wrote about bar hopping. It's not like the people are not trying to literally murder me. That would be kinda suspicious. <laughs> that would be weird. I guess I don't know, I guess when it comes out, so like uh it was after working all summer and I was like, what am I gonna release next? I just have like a few demos and I'm not really sure. And I was like in the car with my mom. Um, and I was like, I guess I'll release a Halloween type of single. Cause I was like, it was definitely fitting. And uh, my friend Gonzalez, when I was making the beat, um, he just had some uh, voice recordings over left over from working all summer. And um, he was just like um, recording silly stuff on the mic where he was like, um, if if you ever touch this uh this uh, pretty boy or whatever, like I'll mess you up, uh uh blah 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 this and you know <laughs> um he was just saying some funny stuff on the mic. Um but like I took that recording and I chopped it up and I put it in the beginning where he's like people think it's me or they think it's my friend John from Texas, but it's uh this dude named Gonzalez. And he, and he was like, you know, uh, I swear to God, if you're listening to this, you have no idea what you just opened the world to. And then, bam, the song comes in. I was like, I don't know what that means, but it sounds so ominous and weird. So I, I just thought it was hilarious. I don't know, for some reason. I was like, this is awesome. This is going to be the intro to the song, and I love that intro. I think it's amazing. It kind of... It makes me think of Thriller. Yeah. Where, so where Thriller has this really spooky 
rise to it at the beginning. You know, there's just like something so ominous and then boom, all of a sudden you're hit with, with a pop song. Yeah. Like that, that intro, like where, um, there's like the, uh, the door opening, the thunder, the footsteps, and then like those like really bright chords coming, you know, Mm -hmm. um, after the little, uh, little drum interlude or whatever, like the nice, like warm sense. And then like, Bam. Yeah. Yeah. So I I thought that was really fun. So yeah, when it comes to eighties, I feel like eighties is that like that main area era where there was kind of like I guess like spooky um pop songs, which is like not really much of a thing in the nineties or like today. Or um yeah, maybe Thriller had some main influence for everyone, like, you know. At least having, because you have, like, you know, um, all these songs that would, you know, be perfect for Halloween. And they're mainly, like, in the 80s, unless they're in the 50s or the 60s or something like that. But, yeah, like... Like Monster Mash? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, like, you know, the 80s is that, you know, I guess that last area where there's, like, all these, um, you know, spooky songs or spooky themes that, like, were really popular from, like, TV shows or movies, but um, yeah, like uh, I feel like um, I I had an influence from uh, I don't know. Have you heard the song um, "Sunglasses at Night"? Yeah. Um, I took influence from that track mainly when working on it, but um, yeah, like I it really works as a nice Halloween track. So, yeah, that was, like, my October, and then it got officially released on all streaming platforms in November. But I think it's my favorite, my favorite of all the, 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 three, the three little singles I've done. It's my favorite. Deal with the with the Samsung ad. Oh, Samsung. Uh, yeah, like uh, uh, I wasn't really working on much this year uh, since COVID struck. For some reason, I was just kind of out of it. But um, it was uh, around June, around the time where there was a bunch of George Floyd uh, protests. I got uh, hit up while I was in Baltimore. I think I was in Baltimore. Like, um, I got an email from London. It was like, hey, Kenny, we've listened to your music. You know, those type of emails. <laughs> but I never received it in my actual, like, straight-up artist email where it's like a Samsung inquiry where they're like, we'd like for you to do uh, a demo for a song or, like, a demo for us, but you have to sign this NDA first. I was like, okay, that's you know, weird. Um, and I like ignored it for a second. Then I came back to it, and then I like searched the person who sent me the email, and they were like a um, music curator for Vice magazine, like a one of those vloggers for my Vice magazine, I believe, in the UK. And I was like, I got to respond to this email. And <laughs> I was like, sure, I'll do the NDA. Um, I read through the NDA, and it was just like, hmm, this is interesting. <laughs> This might be pretty cool. And um, 
And then we were just working back and forth. I just couldn't talk about, you know, the product that they were trying to sell. Um, and this was back in June, and then uh, it dropped in uh, September or October, the commercial. So, I mean, that was just really dope. Um, and it wasn't mainly, like, you know, a type of commercial that was just, like, to promote me, because that's not what it really was about. It was mainly uh, a song to for that campaign, which, I mean, at the same time, that's really cool. I mean, I don't know how they scouted me out. Um, people, after I posted on Instagram, they were like, you know, I've been trying to get into, like, syncing and licensing type of stuff for commercials, and I was like, I have no idea about it. I just know that someone scouted me out for it. So I don't really have experience with, you know, any type of TV commercials or anything like that or on mobile. But I just thought it was a really cool experience. Man, seriously. Um, I know a lot of people who who are seeking and strategizing to make a living doing things like that, sync licensing stuff. I'm sure you've probably seen stuff on your Facebook page. There are ads for, for people who teach workshops on that stuff all the time. And um, the fact that somebody just happened to hear your music and send you an email, it, it sounds very, um, it's very traditional, where they just go, oh, what is this? Cool, he should do our ad. Let me email him. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean, I'm truly grateful for it, because it's, it's kind of like mind blowing. I didn't really like visualize the big picture because I was all I was thinking is about like I'm just sending a demo back and forth and I'm you know, um, but it wasn't until like around like a couple months ago they sent me the what they filmed and everything like that. There was like a whole production on it and it had my song right there. Um, and I, I didn't have a control over the final edit. I did, like, different things. Like, I have background vocals and everything like I usually do. But it's kind of, like, stripped down a bit, um, which is cool so they could, you know, get what they wanted out of it. But at the same time, just, you know, that's me on a commercial. And, like, the commercial has, like, 55,000 views. And I'm like, that's wild that, you know. And people are not really thinking of me when they're watching the commercial, but, you know. That like you know that many people were just watching a commercial with my voice on it is pretty cool. Yeah. Well, one thing I have heard about that is that um, music curators tend to reach out to a lot of the same people. You know, so if they're if they like working with you and they like what you do, then chances are they may be running another ad campaign and you know, here in a couple months or even another year or two down the road, and they may hit you up again. Oh, uh, yeah. That's, that's quite, hopefully, I would love to do it again. <laughs> it, was, it was quite a long process, but, you know, there's, like, there. It's, it seems like there's a bunch of outsourcing when they do these because, you know, maybe they hired people to do the graphics. they got to hire people to do this. And it's mainly, like, you know, it wasn't Samsung straight up reaching out to me. It's, like, uh, pitching and thinking type of company that they send out to do these type of things. It was kind of a little, a little insight on what you know they do. Yeah, well, I mean, I would say all of your time uh, being in the military and traveling around and wanting to make music so bad and not really having 
uh, quite the full opportunity to go and record, I, I think is really it. You were able to sharpen up your skills, and now you've released three very well done songs. I mean, I see exactly why people think that you have a team behind you. I thought that I was like, where did he do this? You know, I'm like who who in town? Like, is there uh, like I I thought there was uh, somebody who was working with you in town. I mean, just from how tight the production is, and I mean, which shows me that you really studied. Uh, records are becoming less and less of a thing. Uh, do you see yourself having having a full-length record? Yeah, I could totally see that. Um, as of right now, until, you know, because I'm not that popular. I feel like if I release an album now, like, people will listen to it, but it wouldn't have that traction that I would like to have um, for it. But um, yeah. for me, I know mainly with me, I really care about each song I'm kind of working on or putting out. So I kind of want each song that I have to have its own shine. And I know, like, I think I gave My Friends Are Trying to Kill Me a lot a lot more shine because I think it was, what was my favorite track? And, you know, and I had all these cool people in the video. And um, I just felt like it deserved to be promoted a lot. Um, I released it as a maxi single, which I don't think a lot of people are doing. Just kind of like to pretty much repackage the song so I could promote it more. That's what I did. Um, yeah. So there's a whole maxi single out for it with, you know, instrumental and remixes on it just as an excuse for me to keep promoting it. Cause I just felt like there's cause of COVID like, you know, and everything that was going on, lo and behold, Halloween came back around. So I went more full fledged and promoting it. And, you know, that was kind of like the end of it. So, um, as for what's next, you know, I'm not, I can't really say too much of, uh, what it is because it could be anything right now. I'm not, I haven't really straight up picked a single yet, but there is definitely like, you know, my friends are trying to kill me. It was the end of that first debut era. And the next single will be a part of, you know, something fresh. So I wouldn't say any of my um, three singles will be on an, uh, an upcoming album or an EP or anything like that. That's not what it was building towards it was just kind of like me kind of coming and just trying to figure out what i was doing unless maybe maybe it might it might but i mean you know it's just kind of like me trying to find out what i'm doing but uh, for this next era it's uh i would say spiritually with you know the past three singles i released they carry on they have continuity within the next what i'm doing next Cool. Uh, are you are you spiritual? Am I spiritual? Oh yeah, like um yeah. When it comes to, well, I mean, I pretty much uh, grew up in the church, so like, okay, I definitely have you know my beliefs and stuff like that. I wouldn't say like you know, um, crazy like religious or anything like that, but I definitely have my faith. And um, I feel like uh, growing up in the church has a, and it, and it was in an interview that I filmed last uh, summer that 
I do have um, a strong influence with uh, churches, well, like with with um, uh, gospel music when it comes to, you know, my songs that I work on, whether it be like those just influences of, you know, having uh, those big choruses or like um, different chords that I work on, like uh, working all summer. Or like, um, Are You Still In Love? Um, like when I was in choir, I really liked those um what would you call it like a transposition or a modulation oh yeah the, the um, modulation and yeah in gospel choir and i do that like a couple of times or maybe i do it one time i don't remember and uh are you still in love yeah <laughs> so like i do have like those um uh counter melodies um which like they have counter melodies in gospel songs i do that in my songs too so um, I do counter melodies and Are You Still In Love and Working All Summer. And like um, a lot of doing ad-libs and stuff is what I learned in church. And it'll just kind of like expand off of the question that you asked. But I mean, like going back to where church has like, it has definitely had an influence on me and, and it affects my music today. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I think the I think the modulation at the end of uh, are you still in love is 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 fabulous i mean it, it does it makes me it makes me think about uh how old are you kenny i'm 26 <laughs> you're 26 okay i'm 28 so yeah uh so we all especially people that are our age and maybe even a little bit older we were all in in the boy band craze i mean we were all at least associated with it in that era and I mean, I remember listening to a lot of Backstreet Boys stuff and, and NSYNC stuff when I was a kid. And I mean, I heard that and I was like, that, that sounds directly out of the out of the playbook. You know, that, that was like a that was a nice that was a nice ode to that sound, uh, which I'm glad you said that that was like your your childhood song, because it may it makes so much sense when when I hear it. Yeah, that's what I was like. I felt like I couldn't backtrack and put it as... Because some people wanted me to release other songs as the first single. They were like, why would you choose that? And you got this song. And I was like, it has... I can't imagine putting a song out as the debut single and going back to Are You Still In Love? Because I just felt like that just had to be the debut single. Yeah. I mean, but I used to play the mess out of, like, in, um, Instinct and Britney... I really love that first NSYNC album. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't argue with the fact that people like to, I, I don't know, I think maybe because pop is popular and there are a lot of people who are just generally haters. Um, but, yeah, they can be like, oh, I hate Taylor Swift. I'm like, can you please tell me you can you can say that this is not a good song? Like, like, can can you actually argue that? Because this song is airtight, you know. Like, <laughs> and I feel that way with a lot of pop music. I'm like, you know, you may not like the sound, um, you you may not really be into the music, but you cannot deny that pop music. The reason it is popular is because the songs are amazingly crafted and arranged, and it's it's meant to have 
massive crowds of people sing in a stadium. <laughs> That's yeah. what they're meant to do. Um, I, I feel like your tunes are, are uh, you know, directly pulling from songs that have been massively popular. And I, for you, Kenny, I think it's only a matter of time, my friend. Oh, thank you so much, Spencer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I've been wrapping up uh, all of my conversations with three questions. Um, and the first is, when did you have your last feeling of success? My last feeling of success? Um... I guess that Samsung commercial was pretty cool. And it wasn't necessarily just, like, the pay from it. When I got paid, it was like, oh, that's really cool. But um, it was almost where, like, I was going to get paid, like, a certain amount of money, but the song wasn't going to be on the commercial. Like, they were telling me that, you know, everybody at the office loved it, but there's one guy, you know, one, one of the boss guys at Samsung wasn't really, you know, filling it. I was like, oh, okay. And they were like, yeah, you can make another demo or we could just, like, you know, pay you this amount. And um, I was like, uh, I mean, that would be cool. At first, I was just kind of, like, tired of working on the track. It's not like I was doing much anyway. So um, it was just kind of, like, tedious things. But, like, you know, I, I even made a whole new demo for them, sent it over, and they were like, yeah, we'll just go back to this first track. I think we're, you know, he's finally down with it. You know, they confirmed that, you know, this is it. I was like, ooh, that's really dope. And um, I don't know. I just, I'm just super grateful for everything. So I just take the small successes and stuff, just like waking up in the morning. I feel like it's a success. <laughs> Oh, that's so great. You have, like, another day of life to you, you know, do other things. So just having, you know, love and family and everything like that, just every day, um, you know, just being in the right, you know, right mind, right health in the morning, which I thank God. I feel like those, like, waking up in the morning is just, like, such a great success. Like, I love that. Just, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, maybe that's just me. But yeah. No, that's not just you. That should be everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I can't, I mean, like, obviously, you know, the, you know, those things that, you know, people listening to my music, like you coming to talk to me right now, I just think, I think this is like, you know, today was a success right here. Like, you know, I'm super grateful for you. Oh, man, I, I'm super, super grateful for you. Thank you. And you're super talented. I would love to work with you someday. <laughs> I, I would be. I would be so glad to. Uh, you know, in any way that I can help. Um, and I'm just so. I'm like anybody who's just trying to help me out. I'm like, oh my god, I'm so grateful for you just taking the time to do this. And <laughs> it, yeah. it, it means a lot when people just believe in you generally. That's true, especially when the talent is there. Mm -hmm. Spencer, you die. <laughs> oh man, man, I I, I, watched, I watched you perform. Um, it was either like once or twice. I'm pretty sure. No, it was once, and it was. Uh, I guess when you saw me, um, I was like, oh my god, people are talented around here, and it's nothing like anything mediocre, like <laughs> at the at the like 
the people at the these are like these are like you know people that are like local and they're just amazing like i'm you know that's it's just crazy to me it's like disgusting how talented people are around the area um even if we're like you know different areas right now but just you know to all be there yeah I working agree. on music and stuff like that and just like just amazing i just it's super great i'm grateful about that too <laughs> yeah yeah for 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 the people listening jackson mississippi's got it going on and you don't even know <laughs> you don't even know how you don't even know about the really talented people who live in that town so yeah. <laughs> big shout out to jackson mississippi um what do you think is the hardest thing that people outside of working people outside of your industry don't really know anything about um when it comes to and i think a lot of people are just like um like i said they're really amazingly talented um, when it comes to marketing and the promo aspect, and a lot of people are telling me, like, dude, you are amazing at it. And I'm struggling with that. Even, like, last night, I'm just, like, trying to figure out new ways um, that wouldn't be uh, detrimental. Because, I mean, like, there's ways to market, and there's ways to market where it would hurt you, you know? Um, in the long run, and I try to steer away from those type of things, and um, it's just it just takes time, especially when you're um, you're alone and you don't have like a straight up PR firm to help you out. Unless like I wanted to do that, and maybe I just don't know which one. <laughs> but yeah, like I just mainly just been you know entertaining, however kind of way online, especially when I can't go out and you know perform whether it be like making funny memes or, you know, um, every time I'm trying something new to surprise people or, you know, but it's, yeah, I would say like, that's, that's a main thing when it comes to promoting. Yeah. Promoting is just like the issue. Some people put out like, you know, record some amazing songs. It's just like no one, you know, it always falls on, you know, deaf ears maybe. Yeah. A lot of promotion goes into, like, you know, all these artists and stuff like that. There's, you know, it's not like it's just happening. There's, uh, it might be like a whole, yeah, I was maybe like a PR team that's behind them to promote the songs or like there's money being thrown into different, you know, publicists or like um, different agents or something like that mm -hmm. and stuff. And, um, I haven't really been doing stuff like that. Maybe I'll get into it. Um, but as of right now, like I would say that's the difficult part of it. Yeah. It is difficult as it is annoying. Um, yeah. And then, and then at the same time, we've, we're in a world now where it's so crucial. Mm -hmm. I hate when people like put all these money, all the money into like a really nice video. I love a nice visual. I really appreciate visuals. I really, I think that's an amazing promote a promotion um, for a song. Because sometimes like people won't listen to your song until like they see the video, you know, or something like a visual to take along with it. And then you know, I feel like, yeah that's that's a good tactic for it it's just like some people will throw a lot of people throw a lot of money into a video 
And, you know, it only gets, like, you know, maybe, like, double digits in views or, like, maybe, like, 100 or so. And that sucks. It's like now, like, you film, you filmed this expensive video. Now you have to promote the video. It's, it's a lot, you know? <laughs> There's yeah. a lot to do. Yeah, there, there are so many hats that, uh, that we wear as musicians. And it is so far past actually making the song. Because then from there, I mean, you know, like, well, you have to make sure that it's protected. You have to make sure that it's on your on streaming platforms correctly, you know. And then from then on, you have to be your promoter. You, and then if you want to do a tour, you have to be your you have to be your own booking agent. I mean, it just before before you break any serious ground and have any sort of representation, you really have to wear all the hats. That's true. And I, I suppose it's that way for for a lot of different artistic fields. But I would say, yeah, just looking just thinking about the the people who are making amazing songs at home you know like for you you yeah you you sit and think in a uh in the aspect of social media which is where all of our promotion is now um we think like how can i turn their attention back to me <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean essentially i think, I think it might be a little easier when it comes to like having Maybe, maybe, because when it came to me coming to Jackson, I, I thought it was gonna be harder than it was, but it, it wasn't actually too bad, because um, I had quite a, you know, quite a jump in, you know, people wanting to listen to me. Um, and this is not trying to bag or anything like that, but I thought it was really, I was really grateful for it, because I was not expecting to gain that momentum for my first like just starting out where like i had my first i had my first uh show my first set live set in offbeat yeah yeah offbeat in november and a bunch of people came out to it and like some people came uh drove from hattiesburg mississippi to uh come see the show and i was like that is crazy insane wow you know yeah it was it was about i think we did like a maybe like a little town there was a and you know how big offbeat is right yeah yeah so like there was i think there was about like 60 or so people up in there yeah great first show <laughs> you know you know for that you know that space 60 people in that spot is a lot of people. Yeah, it's huge. Which I can't imagine, like, right now. But, you know. Yeah, oh, my gosh. That was really cool. I was really grateful for that. Another thing I would say is difficult, besides the promoting, I do think the promoting part is fun. It's frustrating. But uh, for me, I think mixing and stuff like that and getting the vocals right is another thing for me because I'm not the best vocalist. But um, I do really work... Like I wouldn't say that when I'm recording these songs that it's effortless. These are these take several takes, um, and then like I'll hear something and it'll um, and it'll be um, it'll, it'll just have to be recorded, re-recorded because I just can't I can't put out something and then cringe when I hear it later because I will and I have put out stuff before and I'm like. Eh. <laughs> Oh, I know. And there's uh, there's always a little bit of sabotage in your brain uh, at, at, 
uh, even when people are like, this sounds great. I wouldn't change a thing. And then you go like, oh, no, but there's one little... I say this word weird. <laughs> yeah. People like, when I sing songs, there, there are things that I would change. Um, I did have a laptop crash, so I can't change those songs. I think that's part of the reason why I'm not releasing them on any, like, EPs or albums. But still... <laughs> Yeah, there's a, like there's a few things that would change, but I'm you know I I like the songs where they're at, so I'm I'm not I'm not like straight up. I don't hate the songs I released. I'm I'm proud of them. Good, good. You should be. Um. So last question for you, Kenny. Tell me about a mantra that you've kept close to you. Where did you learn it, and how does it personally apply? Um, I think it would just mainly be, and this sounds kind of sad, but like, you know, don't know when, you know, my last day will be, but, uh, it's just kind of like that main thing where it's like, I try to put out my best that I can. So whether it be, um, and this is just in life in general, I just try to, you know, make someone's day or whatever. I feel like that's kind of my thing. I'm not the type of person to uh, lose their patience too quickly with people. I always aim to, uh, you know, make someone's day and stuff. I, I, I think that's the main thing that, like, would, you know, disappoint me would be disappointing someone else. I don't know if that would count as an answer, but, like, I feel like it is. That absolutely counts as an answer. Yeah, so it's just, like, whether it be a song... Or whether it be just like talking to people, or just my posts on social media and stuff like that, they—it's not just for me because it is for me, generally. But I think about—I'm not really thinking about too much of myself when I'm posting, you know, anything on Instagram. I'm posting, you know, something to hopefully maybe someone out there is just like. You know, this song really makes my day, or this post, you know, makes my day, or like, that's funny. Yeah. I feel like that's my, you know, thing for, you know, life. Because, you know, you never know when it's going to be your last day. And, you know, I try, try to make a good last impression. That's so great. I bet the people at the grocery store love you. <laughs> Yeah, like, cause, you know, these are people, like, especially, uh, I was hanging out with my friend John in Texas, and, you know, when he talks to people at the drive-thru, you, you know, he talks to them like they're people because they are people, you know? Some people will be happy for you to ask them what their name is, you know? Yeah. Or anything like that. I smile at people. Sometimes people don't wave back or say hi back, but I mean... Maybe, maybe, maybe I made the day in some point, some some kind of way. So I think that's just kind of what I aim for when I wake up. Just you know, it's it's perspective. But yeah, that's I guess that's my thing. <laughs> At the end of the day, I think the, the biggest uh, what people desire the most is to be seen. That's true. And if if you can look past. You know, someone in someone in the car in front of you is an obstacle, or someone working at the store is just 
helping you get whatever thing that you need. They're people. And I think that's really great. Make someone's day. Well, you've certainly made my day with this interview. I really I, appreciate you it. You made mine. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, when, I, when, you t- when you texted me like two weeks ago or so, like, was it a week ago or two weeks ago? I was like, oh my God. Yeah, that's really amazing. This was really fun, too. Good. I'm so glad. Well, thank (laughs) you so much, Kenny. Well, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. All I have to say, man, is we need to take that Kenny Pahina attitude and put more of it into our own lives. Grateful just for waking up in the morning. That's what I'm talking about. You can find Kenny Pahina on all the social media platforms under Kenny Pahina. And you can find him on all the streaming services under Kenny Pahina. Jackson Pop sensation the intro and outro music is brought to you by Mr. Kel Kellum from his album called Adding to the Ashes which you can get on Bandcamp the artworks artwork is brought to you by Mr. Cody Rogers and if you have any interest at all In my musical endeavors, you can follow all of my things under Spencer Thomas Songs. Oh, and tell you what, by the way, I just moved from one podcasting host site to Red Circle. And on Red Circle, you can donate to Artworks. I'll leave a link for you. I'll leave a link. Donate. Maybe the price of a cup of coffee or... Or like a very inexpensive lunch. That would mean the world to me. I would be so very, very grateful. And I would say gratitude is the theme of today. Just keep positive, man. I'm trying. I'm trying right now as I'm talking. To keep positive and keep grateful for all these wonderful things going on in my life. But man, art sure does take work. Respect and gratitude. Mucho love, everybody. Bye-bye.